Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. I'm Kevin A.C., Potter's beat writer for the Union Tribune. It's my boss here, Jay Posner, uh, sports editor of the Union Tribune. This is our second live broadcast, Jay. Uh, summer camp has started. Honestly, I'm not being sarcastic. Um, it is... It's awesome. It, it really is. <laughs> I need uh, to be doing my job and to be watching a semblance of baseball. So what makes it awesome? Tell us first about, I guess, the process of how this all works. I mean, you you show up every day at, at Pepco and, and what happens? You park your car and then what? Do they do anything at the parking lot or or? Not until you get over to the ballpark. No, have a uh, a parking pass across uh, the street. Everyone knows uh, the Lexus lot there. Walk around to security. That's a new entrance for us. Uh, get the, the temperature thing there on the forehead. Um, okay. Answer questions uh, about, uh, you know, 74 symptoms that could uh, cover many different maladies, I've realized. Um <laughs> You know, you answer those and uh, you you go in. It is a lonely place. Um, you are uh, there's a, a path that you have to follow. Um, most days it's uh, it's Bob Scanlon and uh, three three PR people, uh, and we watch a couple hours of batting practice. And there's always a couple interesting things, and uh, it's good to see the guys down there and and uh, and to see them back in. For me. The uh, the exciting part, the really exciting part, is uh, going out to park at the park afterward and watching the intra squad games. Um, and just like I said, being able to see a semblance of baseball. So when you go out there, are you you have like a, a little beach chair and a blanket and a cooler and you know a six pack or what? What, what exactly are you? Uh, what exactly are you doing out there in the in the park? And and is anybody else out there? It's going to evolve uh, for me. Uh, it it uh, involves a right now a uh, a towel, uh, my binoculars, my notebook. Uh, I suppose I can bring my computer out there sometimes because uh, I have about an hour where I, I sit and I write in my car. I mean, this is the new thing we're we're doing now. It's uh, I, fortunately uh, technology has caught up. I remember twenty years ago when I had to write in my car and the battery would run out on my old Radio Shack in in five minutes. Um, uh, so fortunately, technology has caught up that we can do it. Yeah. For me, um, Jay, I have I've embraced it. Um, I mean, look, it's a pain in the butt, but uh, it's it's doing my job, and 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 I'm very grateful for it, and, and it's a lot of fun. There are other people out there; they've got some uh, brews and uh, <laughs> members of of some players out there, and you know, not as many people as 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 you would think. You know, I, I think the park closes at dusk, which is late now. You're going to get the entire intra squad game in. Uh, I'm not inviting everybody. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you want to give away uh, give away all your secrets. People want to be able to to uh, sign in to to the website and read what you read what you have to say about all that. Uh, yeah, so tell us tell us some of the things that you've seen out there. What's what's impressed you? Uh, what's not impressed you so far? I know yesterday was uh, was Chris Paddock and Mackenzie Gore both pitching. What did you see from those guys? And and what else have you seen both day and and dusk in terms of uh, of the team so far? So here's my first time giving the caveat that is very important to me. First time in 2020, which is I'm not a coach or a scout, um, but a lot of baseball. And I will tell you that Mackenzie Gore, uh, he can get guys out in, in the big leagues. Now, his location is not what it needs to be on a, on a consistent basis. He had a, a really solid first inning yesterday, uh, even though Eric Hosmer uh, got a, a double off him. He, he left the pitch up and, and Eric hit it. He struggles just like he did in the spring with uh, the consistency, and that's something that that will come. A guy who I don't know since he came out of the womb has struggled with uh, location is Chris Paddock. Uh, last night, not as sharp as usual, but that's the thing about the 
Fitzpatrick. Um, when you go, hey, he's not as sharp as usual. He's still throwing strikes, throwing that fastball by people. Um, he's got a new pitch, by the way. I'd heard about it. I saw it last night. It's called a cutter, or that's what Chris calls it. Eh, okay. I think it's um, – <laughs> recap i i think that that pitch is you know something we got to work on for three months that's cool uh, that you knew that chris was going to evolve last year he was basically a two-pitch pitcher with a show me curve this year uh the curve was better in spring uh it was it was good last night uh he's maybe a three-pitch pitcher with a show me cutter so that's uh that's where chris is at i know people you know aren't gonna believe it till they see it but eric hosmer looks good uh obviously uh you know you can tell in in uh, workouts that he's uh working on uh, the ball in the air and just uh, embracing pull uh and you know he's been hitting some bombs edward Olivares, i gotta say i don't know where he has a spot on this team at the start if tommy fam is healthy and all the other outfielders are healthy uh, that guy can swing the bat. I'll tell you that Josh Naylor can swing Ty France. Um, and, and really what we're four days in and, and that's about, uh, it's just so odd. There's going to be what two preseason games as right. if you gauge anything by preseason games, uh, anyway, as an observer, but, uh, this is just going to be very interesting. Like never before. It's like, you really don't know about this team until this season starts. Well, and, the, and that's the thing. It's July 7th. Um, so they've been practicing for what today's the fifth day. Uh, there's 17 days to go until the season. You know, it's like trying to judge stuff off of uh, spring training games, except probably not even that good. Yeah. Uh, not even a, not even as big a test as as a spring training game. So you have to be careful what you see. But as you said, you you put that caveat caveat on your on your stories all the time uh, about that. And uh, I believe you'll have something on Eric Hosmer up later today. Uh, so that'll be interesting to read about what uh, what's going on. He's such a big part of this uh, of this team and, and the ability for this team to have any success. I, I think guys like him and Will Myers um, mm-hmm. and, and Machado as well, who you wrote about the other day. I mean, they need better from Manny Machado and Will Myers and Eric Hosmer if, if they're going to have any chance of contending you know, for a playoff spot this year. I will say this too. Uh, in the two inter-squad games that I'm aware of that he played in, uh, Will has like five hits, all right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was tearing up spring training. Maybe I left right. him consciously. As much as I like Will, maybe it was just I left him out subconsciously because it's like, I'm kind of tired like everyone else is talking about Will Myers. Let's see what happens in the season. But I was remiss to not say that Will is swinging the bat very well. Well, I think you said to me once in, my, in a text message or email or something, you, you said, Will always has a hot streak for, you know, a month or two. The, the Padres just have to hope it comes during the month or two, this couple month period that they're, that they're playing. And, you know, if he goes cold in week in month three, that it's not going to matter because we're not going to be playing anyway. Well, Speaking of not, Jay, he's got to step up in October, man. Yeah, well, okay. But speaking of not playing, there were some issues around baseball with testing. Uh, I've still seen some stuff today with, with other teams. Uh, you know, the schedule came out yesterday, which we'll touch on in a minute. But we have, a, speaking of caveats also, you have the big caveat here of if they wind up playing this season. And, you know, when you hear things about the Nationals having testing problems and the A's and the Cardinals, and I, I think the Phillies had a guy who couldn't practice for a couple of days because his test result disappeared. Uh, how much confidence should we have? And again, it's early, but how much confidence should we have that 
there might be there is going to be a testing system and protocol that works well enough where this can even be pulled off as if we can predict the future you know two and a half weeks from now even healthy and, and as if any of us have ever uh, done this now right it's inexcusable what what happened but it's also somewhat understandable and i think that the my answer to your question is we we need be confident um, if you want there to be a season that it's better that this happened now uh, because this happens during the season the season could well be over like boom like that so right. uh, the fact that the mlbpa and, and and major league baseball are are trying to find a backup and or, or a secondary testing site the fact that this lab uh obviously learned what it means to have to process uh thousands of, of tests in that short of a time and how important it is uh, the fact that mlb uh learned uh, that their players and and some of their management is not going to stand for it uh right uh, so I think that that is uh, if there's a blessing in disguise, and that's how a few people uh, put it yesterday. A few of the more level-headed, I thought his explanation, and again, it's inexcusable, but I thought their explanation was was plausible and okay. You know, we're sure wish someone had noticed before it was about you know a holiday weekend and and FedEx was uh you know and and a carrier was not going to be uh, working as well, but they didn't. Um, also, and I want to say this, and I was told this before, there's two things that a couple, uh, two, three people around the league, when I was talking to them last week, before this all started, they talked about how well-prepared the Padres were. And they talked about, hey, they're in San Diego. These guys are going to have a two-month head start on everybody. They've had 30 players there. That's a little exaggeration by those people, but that was their impression, that the Padres players and coaching staff had been you know, far ahead of everybody else. And then they referred to A.J. Preller, and I'm going to throw in Josh Stein and Fred um, And the preparation that they've done, I should probably uh, throw in Mark Guglielmo, the Petco Park GM, um, that, that they – had the Padres had a plan and they had all their staff tested by Monday. That meant only players on Tuesday and Wednesday, boom, ready to go Friday. The, mm-hmm. the Nationals, I believe uh, the, I heard the A's and then I, the Nationals, I believe they acknowledged it. They tested everyone at the end of the week. And now that's not to say it should have, there should, there was obviously a problem then between there and, and the lab, but you know, I think the Padres pulled this off pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I think the one uh, the one thing I'd say is it's it is inexcusable for baseball not to have considered the Fourth of July. Now, we I guess there's no other the only other holiday during this uh, during the season would be Labor Day. So hopefully somebody will will make some plans on that. Um, I, I got a, a couple of questions I want to get to real quick that people have sent in. One is for you, uh, and I think I know the answer to this, but I'll let you do it. How often do you get tested as a member of the media? I do not, but that's okay because I will come within 100 feet, uh, at least <laughs> allow on site. I will not come within 100 feet of uh, a member of the organization who could then pass it to a player. Um that's already happened, but that's, I mean, look, I'm, I'm being extremely careful. As you know, I got a grandbaby happens to be with us right now. Um, I got a job that I'm very excited about, uh, but I am uh, anything more, nothing more that MLB prescribes than that temperature check every day. And I have to wear my mask the entire time. Right. And then uh, another, another question uh, from Joe Campbell, do you see the Padres making any uh, major transactions 
says before during the season. Uh, I mean, I suppose anything is possible, but do you do you get a sense at all that I mean they made the one trade for uh, uh, for Mateo with the A's, but do you get a sense at all that there's going to be a lot of trades during this shortened season, or uh, you know until the deadline, or not very many at all? I get the sense that, that there's not. Now that said, mm-hmm. AJ Preller, right? I think anybody knows what that means. But there's a lot of things to come into consideration. Take Will Myers for example. Um, you know, you're not moving him now. You just aren't. Uh, and and when you think of guys under contract and how owners, whether you buy into what or not, uh, owners are talking about how different 2021 is going to be. You're not going to take on a big contract. Difficulty in evaluating where a player's at, um, uh, an older player in particular, what are you going to get? Are you renting a guy this year? And then what are you going to get next year? Um, there's so much unknown that trades like Jorge Mateo. Sure. And I do think there's some teams that independent league is uh, probably going to come into play. You know, the Padres only put really 42 players into their player pool. When you consider the, uh, the prospects that they don't intend to, uh, be on their major league team this year. Right, it, right. There could be some. There could be some deals, and there could be some signings uh, that come on to to fill your roster at certain times. But in terms of any major deals, gosh, especially when you get to the trade deadline, it's not a two month rental anymore. It's a one month rental uh, for this season. You know, I guess if you feel like you're all in, right? Like you've already got. Yeah at that point and you're like we're doing it we're gonna get mookie um but i just I, you know and the dodgers are 30 games out already and they want to get no um I, I don't see it um so speaking of <clears throat> excuse me so speaking of people being all in a fast start obviously would be beneficial padres schedule came out yesterday again the caveat if there's a season but we're going to proceed right now as though there is First 23 games are against National League West opponents. Of course, two-thirds of the games are against them over the 60 games. But 23 to start with, and 17 against the teams that I think most people would consider to be the two best teams uh, in the division. Uh, The Dodgers, seven games against the Dodgers. Ten games of the entire season series against Arizona. Uh, in those first 23. And then the other six games, three against the Rockies, three against the Giants are both on the road. Uh, that stood out to me. Any thoughts about uh, about that? I mean, you have to play those teams at some point, but you know, it's not yeah. going to be easy coming in and having to face Arizona and the Dodgers uh, 17 out of 23 like that. It accentuates what everyone was already saying. Got to have a quick start. So there's that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the schedule was built this way, and I'm not going to – I mean, I'm going to ask questions, but I'm not going to, like, question this, uh, you know, team that had to be – had to put this schedule together so quickly and and deal with all the logistics. But 29 games in the first 30 days? Yeah. That's incredible. When you look at it, over um, the first uh, 66 days of the season originally scheduled, the Padres were, I think, going to play, you know, 59 games or something. And then from July 24th to September 27th, it was about the same. So it wasn't like, well, 60 games in 60 days. That's, that's yeah. Like it's a little hyper, but it's not that crazy. That's what these guys do. The way the Padres schedule is constructed with the potential for injury and with the likelihood that guys will test positive and, or have to sit out because they've come in contact with 
someone who tested positive or was symptomatic. That's crazy. There is going to be a lot of movement. And that's where I think, especially that covers the whole time to where after two weeks, you're down to 28 players. All right. So you lop a pitcher or two off of your roster. And then after 28 days, you're down to 26 players on your roster. Mm -hmm. So it's going to get really interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be using that full roster. I'm sure. I mean, they have stretches of 13, 17 and 15 days without a day off. Um, The first 55 days of the season, they play 52 games with only three days off. And then they have an eight day stretch where they have three days off in September. So, uh, you know, it's like the, the football team getting the buy, you know, really late in the season. It's, it's not, it's not ideal. Uh, one thing that, that struck me that was ideal is the amount of travel is so much less, uh, long flights. They only have three flights of more than a thousand miles. One of them is a flight home from Texas, and then they have a round trip to Seattle, uh, which is barely a thousand miles from from San Diego. So there's, you know, you don't have the, the a lot of the cross country travel that comes into it, and they only leave California once in the month of September. That's the uh, that's the trip to Seattle. So so maybe that helps a little bit if it does come down to the last month and they do get through the first, you know, six weeks or whatever of the season. At, at least they're playing. Uh, you know, they're playing in California. There's there's only the one long trip. Maybe that helps uh, uh, a little bit. So maybe it helps you too. I don't know. You're, you're yeah, making the you same. Know? You're making the same trips, and you're not on any. You're not on any charters either. I was not on any charger charters. I I will say that you know the whole purpose of that, by the way, was you know what you can do with this virus uh, is uh, from and uh, is is just limit the risk. And so limit the times the guys were on planes, limit the amount of time that they had to be there in that close proximity. Uh, and that that's what that's about. Certainly, uh, these guys are going to be as protected as any of us could possibly be. All right. right. That's that. Um, but they're going to these cities where, you know, they don't have to go to Houston and who knows what Houston is going to look like in a month, but yeah. uh but they do go to Dallas, and who knows yep. what that looks uh, like. That is a break, by the way. Only playing the Astros and the A's three times each. Yeah, uh, get six at home against the Dodgers. There's all sorts of stuff. We yeah. love schedules. It's awesome. But it, you know what? I, when you look at this schedule, it makes you think about all the different things that could happen. I mean, the, we could say, oh, wow, the Padres uh, only want, went 10 and 13 or, or, you know, what, 9 and 14 in those first 23 games. <laughs> Oh, wow, it's not looking good. And you're halfway through the season or almost halfway through the season. And then a couple other teams get hit by the COVID and the Padres are healthy. I mean, things can change so quick when every game Mm -hmm. is 0.7 and when you're waiting for the other shoe to drop every single day. Um, By the way, you've brought it up a couple times, the it that is out there. And it is valid. While I've chosen to go one day at a time and be like, all right, I'm covering a season, yay. Because I'm (laughs) Like, oh, dang, what's going to happen? I thought Jace Tingler's answer about the schedule was fantastic. Um, it was a, it was a, a play on. It was, it was enough of not a cliche where he alluded to the fact that the schedule's out. We're going to have certain guys on our staff that are going to really dive into that and focus on it. The rest of us, we don't know if the season's going to happen. We need to get ready for it. We need to focus on now. Um, everyone is aware that, this thing might not happen. And all we can do is send you out there every day and report on what's happening, right? 
I'm, and, 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 I'm, and I'm grateful for it. I don't know. I, I think you know how much I've, I've loved taking uh, over this beat and, and uh, all that. But this year in particular, it is, uh, it is fantastic. I, I told everybody, watching that intro game through binoculars, uh, <laughs> at, you know, out there uh, in uh, um, at the park at the park. I felt so alive. I was watching inter-squad baseball. I don't know if that's sad or, or what, but uh, it was fantastic. Man, we're going to have to tie you down when it comes to uh, July 24th. If we can, uh, if we can just get to opening day, just think how excited, uh, how excited you'll be at that point. So anyway, Kevin, it was always, uh, always good to talk to you and we will come back and do this next week. It will not be on Tuesday. That is a, uh, that is a holiday in my house next week. So uh, we will do it on either Monday or, uh, or Wednesday. We'll see how things go. But we want to thank everyone for, uh, thank everyone for joining us. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Thank you very much. <laughs>